February 18th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Surprise Raw call-ups the night after Elimination Chamber. Uh, surprise call-ups from NXT. Matt Morgan, what did you make of tonight's Monday Night Raw? I loved it. I loved the new call-ups. I thought it was out of nowhere. And um, I liked that aspect of it, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, there's still a lot to leave desired for other aspects of it. And we don't know if these are necessary call-ups. Call or yeah, or if it was just just a one-off for for tonight, um, because they they weren't making it sound like they're now on Raw with Ricochet. They did. I don't know. He kept saying, "I'll be back." Right? Know. Yeah, his promo wasn't like next week. You know, I want Lashley, or it was like you'll see me again soon. Hmm. This is just the beginning. Yeah, but then yeah. again, Homeboy did say, "Welcome to Monday Night Raw." Uh, what's his name? Um, Frames. Oh, yeah, Finn as well. Finn Balor said it to him a couple times. And Graves said it on commentary. Yeah. To me, Aleister Black was the one that felt least like it was a temporary thing. That crowd was pissing me off, first of all. Oh, they, they were sucked. really pissing me off. With that dude in that ring doing the stuff, and I know, okay, I'm a fan. I'm being a fan of the spot monkey crap. Yeah, great. Sue me. I don't care. All I know is that homeboy went out there and did new stuff that they've not seen before. I know for a fact they've never seen that before. Um, in a match versus Lashley, where he's doing these backflips off the wall on the outside of the ring, and just very innovative things. And, and I'm watching the crowd's response to it. Some of like the fathers in the audience, you know, watching with the kids. And I'm going, you guys are some lazy SOBs. Get off your ass and cheer. But to to their defense, that match had been pretty long by that point with not a lot happening. It was a lot of headlocks and and it was pretty slow to for... me and you yes to glenn yes to people that watch it every single week but not to the average fan that doesn't watch it every week that should have been in my opinion holy bleep i've never seen that before yeah and also the it wasn't a full crowd by any means uh there were a, a lot of tarped off sections so um i was watching the audience i was hitting pause i was getting so agitated that they weren't <laughs> cheering for him enough in my opinion yeah, no, no, the crowd sucked for sure. Um, there's no defense of that, but and I don't mean black. I mean the first one. I apologize. Yeah, first I mean one. I found most of the show pretty pretty dull. Um, I did like uh, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Dean Ambrose. <laughs> I did like the revival match, but again, there's no build. I, I'll, I'll get to my theory on why they did this later. But. A loss out of nowhere to the champs that does nothing for nobody. We'll get it. Yeah. Right, and after the you know it's like their first match after the winning the titles and they're losing. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, the show opened up with Triple H coming out to the ring, talking about what happened in Elimination Chamber last night, talking about DX, G Generation X is going into the WWE Hall of Fame, including China, among uh, X-Pac, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. It's about time. Damn, and that's right. About time. Yeah, they're kind of running out of singles now. So I, I wonder if like next year we'll see the NWO, um, you know, and it, we've already had the Horsemen, so we'll see. But it really cool, uh, cool to see China get in one way or another. Billy Gunn and BG, yeah, yeah. And, and Pac, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's great. Um, then after that, Triple H they did something really different compared to all these vignettes, everything else they've done. Just talked about one of his other duties is uh, running the NXT brand. And he was proud to introduce four NXT superstars making their debuts on Raw tonight. Uh, there were video packages for each. He introduced uh, each by name, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. And said that uh, NXT is the future and we'll see all of that tonight. And I thought this was a great intro, really hyping it up. And then he said, but right now we're going to have a tables match between Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. I didn't mind that. Okay, here's why I didn't mind it. Because one, fans always cheer for tables. You're supposed to start off the show hot. Um, secondly, it, it was showed that it was unpredictable and that they're trying new things. That's what we kept bitching about that. Well, what's the difference on the, the McMahon's are in control? Nothing's changing, we keep bitching about, right? This was different. Four call-ups in the way they did it, plus starting off the show in a rematch from last night's pay-per-view and at a table match again. I don't know. I thought that was cool. But it was the worst match of last night. 
the deadest match <laughs> last night. But Braun is way more way. Yeah, I mean, realistically, Braun is way more, more way more over to the TV crowd than any of the NXT guys. I agree I with mean, that. Most of the people at home aren't you know don't know who these NXT guys are. But this match didn't have to go a half an hour. Braun. No, I agree. Braun. That match sucked. Uh, again, this whole thing with Braun it's being dope. humanized and you know. <laughs> I mean, and he can't pin Corbin. He has to beat him by putting him through a table. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sucked. What can I say? I, I mean, I agree with it. I thought this whole open. Uh, I didn't like the Triple H thing either. I thought just being like, hey, we got some new students you guys are going to see. <laughs> you know, I'd like to see, you know, it, it'd be cool if they had something a little more organic or ma make like it more what? a surprise. Like what? What would be more organic? Um, what if they're in the front row? And Triple H is talking about how, you know, we're, we're bringing in new stars and, and these guys like hop the railing, be like, we're, you're saying you want new stars, but we're saying the same, same thing every week. Why not give us a shot? You know, let it, let, let us show what we can do tonight. You guys never mentioned NXT on TV. Let's, let's, let's do something here. It's a little more out of the blue. It's not go. as formulaic, yeah. you know, just yeah. something different. Yeah. And with the, if any of them are there to stay, I think they should have added a step. Uh, we talked about this a while ago where make it like they're giving the NXT's guys a chance. And if they win their match, then they right. get a main roster spot. Yeah. So it's like, there's something at stake. Yeah. Just add some suspense to it. But then this what do you do? Because guys, we yeah. keep talking about this needs to be its own brand. Right. And if yeah. they're going to be their own brand, I, I don't want to continue to hear them being called up. Right, it should be considered up if it's going to be a, a tertiary brand. Well, it should be considered somewhere in their level. Don't I mean? I don't know. Yeah, let me ask you this, Matt. Doesn't didn't it seem odd that they're out of nowhere? They're all of a sudden doing this, like all of a sudden mentioning NXT, and not only that, but putting the talent over. Um, its own brand, maybe. You know what I mean? That's like what it. That's that's what it seemed like to me. Like maybe they're now in talks with you know FS1, and we'll maybe talks are getting far farther along that they feel like they need to increase its exposure. I mean, that's I tweeted it. That's really oh. what it felt like to me. Like yeah. they feel like now they're getting somewhere on a TV deal for it, and feel like they need to start letting their audience know more uh, what NXT huh. is. Now that you say it, yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? At the time, I didn't see it, but that yeah, I do. Because they hardly ever mention NXT. True. I mean, with the takeover, they'll show a pr short promo, but it's not like they're highlighting talent. So we'll see. I mean, beat if they keep doing this, and they beat their guys, That's right? Exactly. Remember that one time they had Charlotte Flair out when she was in NXT as the women's champion, and they had her on the show, and she just lost to Natalia. <laughs> it was just was sent back. Um, was that on TV? TV or that, yeah, wasn't it on NXT? No, oh. it was on Raw. Uh, Charlotte beat Natalia in NXT, but on Raw they just had Natalia beat her. So if if we see them keep mentioning NXT and really uh, promoting it more, I think that's got to be it. I love it. If so, yeah. I think we get four more tomorrow night, including Velveteen Dream on SmackDown. Oh, don't tease me like that. I, I mean, I, hope so. I, I wouldn't say four more. I think that might be overkill on a two-hour show. He needs to be on Raw. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, Strowman Corbin, um, this just went on and on and on until Strowman, with a, I thought this was cool, he did use a running power slam to put Baron through the table. Yeah, just think about how far Braun has fallen. Like to think, if I told you uh, back in October that we'd, we'd have Braun and Baron Corbin in a competitive 20-minute match, I know he's injured and whatever, but that I told you that they'd be doing that in six months. You'd, I mean, you'd be like, they, they would never waste Braun like that. I would be irate. I'd be so pissed and go, what happened? He must have shit in somebody's cornflake somewhere along the line <laughs> to cause this deep push. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Heyman came out and couldn't, had trouble speaking. I uh, was having problems doing his promo. Uh, then they cut to commercial. He came back. Cut he was choked. Yeah, I think that Truman. was just there. They probably told him like, "We're going cutting to a commercial." Yes, for sure he was selling the choke. You guys don't think so? He, he was what selling the choke? Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, Braun, Braun uh, choke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Heyman needed a minute. They went to commercial. They came back. Um, Heyman cut a different version of the same promo and then cut to a two-part video package. Yeah, I, I thought it was different. I sure. like highlights of Brock Lesnar kicking people's asses. I do. I like it better than hearing from Paul. Yeah. I, I think 
uh, it, I like I, it. it's kind of a waste of using Heyman. I'd rather they just show the packages. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like these packages. I think they do a lot for him. I think Brock, we've just yeah. been seeing the same thing for so long. I'd like to see something different from him. I think it's it's such a waste. The Universal t- Championship, the top title in WWE, has been kind of wasted the last few years. Yeah, um, and I love Brock. I'm a big fan of his. I, f- I feel like he brings something exciting and different. He's he he's he feels like the most legit guy. Well, he also is the most legit guy. He should be the Undertaker at WrestleMania. He doesn't need a title, right? Right. Yeah. He should be the guy that everybody wants to face if they're not in the championship match. You know, the next thing would be I want a match versus Taker at Mania is what everyone shoots for, right? If it's not a championship match, yes, that's the way it should be with Brock Lesnar. He doesn't need the title for that. He's a he's an attraction like Andre the Giant Undertaker. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Balor came out to the ring, cut a promo about the real quick. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Isn't it so? I, I find it so. It takes me out of it when someone's in the ring and then someone else's music hits, and that's just the segue. Like they don't really have any interaction. Like, because Heyman's in the ring, Finn Balor's music hits. So you think something's going to happen with them? For sure. But but it's just telling. It's like the Oscar. It's time to go. Music. <laughs> Heyman just leaves. It was Balor awkward. comes out. I thought it was weird. They've been doing that for months now. I just it just feels so unnatural because you're expecting something more. Something. Yeah. Well, is that what happened tonight with Strowman and Heyman though too? Because that was kind of a over. An over like an overlap, I think, yeah. Overlap, thank you. And, and he choked them and they did something with it, yeah. At least they did something. Most of the times, it's just they just walk, they just walk by. It'd be like in the <laughs> UFC if the fighter is cutting a promo That's and then the next that. fighter's music hits. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, right. Like, wow, my promo <laughs> must have sucked if they're doing that, yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan, what the hell are they doing here? I'm, I'm not done yet. <laughs> So yeah, Balor's music hit. He came out to the ring while Heyman was still there. And then Heyman left. And then Balor uh, talked about the history of the Intercontinental Championship, how happy he is to be holding it. Then he got attacked by Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, who apparently have made up their differences after last night. Uh, some uh-huh. unspecified time <laughs> off camera. We joked about this last night, like doing a breakup and the randomly together the next day. That's what they did here. Terrible. Yeah, it would have been easy to uh, just have some, put it on the web even. On WWE.com. Just yes. do something to explain this. Because they're even selling it on Twitter, like like today, I think. Yeah. Where they're like, yeah. not ex- like Lashley's not accepting his calls. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. no. I want him standing outside his dressing room with the boombox up over his arms. Like John Cusack can say anything. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to bring him back. Uh, so, But then when Balor was getting beat up, Ricochet came out to the rescue, and that led to a tag match, Ricochet and Finn Balor versus Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Was so excited for this. Like, crazy excited for this match. This was fantastic. I mean, this was absolutely fantastic. Probably a match of the night. Major uh, mark out moments here at the Morgan household for me when that was going on. Really? I was stoked. I was so excited because this was a prime time Ta-da! Like, like, kind of showcase match for him. He's getting all this bleep crap in. I was just so getting so fired up at the fans, though. I was getting so angry. Well, I, I like. I felt like this match was exciting yeah. with when Finn was there. He was pretty much selling like the whole time. Yes. Um, and that was like the majority of the match. Was, yeah, and this right. match was like three segments. It was yeah. long. It was long. And, it, and most of it is just Lashley beating up Finn when Ricochet <laughs> was in there. It was. It, awesome but that was three minutes of this entire match it was Finn getting his yeah his butt handed to him the majority of the match it was but come on i'm sorry wwe universe who goes to shows maybe once every six months maybe once a year you specifically that make up the bulk of that audience you fan, you the fan how do you sit on your butt when homeboy runs up the wall and does a backflip <laughs> cheer if, you, yeah. if you've never seen ricochet before i think tonight just would have been like a, a one of those seminal moments in sports entertainment. Yeah, and I don't mind Ricochet not being in the match much because it leaves you wanting more. It almost makes you want to like tune into NXT and everything. I just felt like outside of that, this match was too long with just Finn and getting pummeled by Lashley. I, I felt like they could have shortened it. You have Ricochet do his stuff, but you don't have this match go as long. I'll be honest though, having Rush in that match, I like. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, that's why I really was marking out for this match. Going, Rush is going to be able to keep up, and there was some cool crossover in there between Rush 
and 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 Ricochet that I yeah. really liked. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there stuff was the highlight of the match. Right? Yeah. Rush can go, bro. He can go. I thought Bobby screwed not screwed up, but took the match down a little bit. He's he's the he's the big muscular guy. He he doesn't he's match the biggest their star style. too. I don't mean right. to like crap on him, but I'm just being honest from what yeah, I no, absolutely. Say. I think it was the wrong match. I felt like you could have done Leo and Ricochet in a one-on-one Ooh, or tag yeah. with. You know what? As much as I can't stand the Lucha Brothers gimmick, right. uh, that would have been an awesome match if you had Finn and, and uh, yeah, but he, Ricochet wouldn't have recovered from that man. I mean, I like hate Grand yeah, Me- 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 was it Grand Metalik? I cannot yeah. stand him. <laughs> <laughs> he would have recovered, but I, I I know the point. Like with how they've been uh, portrayed, and just book him against No Way Jose while you're you know, with the yeah. guys that are stars on the brand. What happened to him? Is he still there? No Way Jose. I yeah. think he's on main event. Okay. Oh yeah, he's um. But here's what this proved tonight to all what we're talking about with Leo Rush mm-hmm. and uh, um, Mustafa Ali proved this also. Book the cruiserweights in matches mm-hmm. with non cruiserweights, mm-hmm. give them more to do because I think their style is a lot. More, I mean, I'm sorry if you turned in if tuned in to the pre show yesterday and you see Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa and you don't know either of them, it's not going to be nearly as impactful. That's I mean, true. let Buddy Murphy have a match against Baron Corbin, like, what would that hurt? No, you're right, and it goes to show you that spots aren't everything, which we already knew that, right? Those dick brain surgeon, I know that. We all know that. Psychology matters more. But by the same token, uh, also, what, what's also the thing that all these cruiserweights get crapped on about, that they're too short? Nothing for nothing? Ricochet wasn't that short, in my opinion, in that ring with Bobby. Go back and watch it again. To me, it was yeah, Shawn Michaels being in the ring with him. Hmm. Height-wise, not, not that I noticed. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I, I I felt like Ricochet didn't look so small in this match, especially considering that Lashley was there. Um, and I think part of that was was because of Leo, because how much smart. smaller Leo is. But Finn, too, I thought he sized up well. With yeah. Next too. Well, uh, let me take a moment. We have two sponsors tonight. I want to fa- thank the first sponsor of this episode, which is SeatGeek. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated with hundreds of sites of varying reliability. It's hard to know where who to trust, where to shop. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seat you want for the price you're willing to pay. There is nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Currently, uh, I've been using the SeatGeek app. Uh, my wife wants to go see Gwen Stefani when we go to Las Vegas in a few weeks, so we're going to be buying the tickets there. And what I love about it is they grade each purchase um, based on uh, this, the quality of the tickets, where you're sitting versus the price. They search multiple ticket sites, grade every ticket based on value, which immediately helps you identify the best seats that fit your budget. And... Every SeatGeek purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports, concerts, professional wrestling, comedy, and the theater. Man, I hope that audience tonight at Raw got their tickets on SeatGeek uh, because uh, at least they got a good deal to go there and act completely bored. That's all I'm saying. At least I'm saying, you know, get, get a deal at least if yeah, you're you know, not going to be super sports entertained. Uh, but SeatGeek, seriously, I've got the app on my phone. Raj has got it. You've heard us talk about it. Raj has used it for Bon Jovi, Lady Gaga, Broncos games, and more. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a one-stop source. Got me into Hamilton. Got me into uh, Bananarama. Got me into Matt and Kim. Got me into so many concerts that I've seen since they've been a sponsor. Absolutely love SeatGeek, and I highly, highly recommend it. We've got an awesome, awesome deal for our audience you can get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code INC today. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek Life is an event. They have the tickets. And seriously, it's going to change the way you buy tickets to live events. Love having them as a sponsor. SeatGeek promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. Yeah, and with everything coming up, AEW, StarCast, WrestleMania weekend, all the events during WrestleMania weekend, if you haven't tried it out, this is the time to try it out. So get it and and get that discount. Good call. Good timing for it, yeah, to try it out. Oh, seriously, man. Uh, Double or nothing tickets are so hard to come by. Definitely recommend SeatGeek for that. Um, We saw Natalia backstage talking to Triple H, and then Drew McIntyre walked in and interrupted. Drew was talking about uh, wanting a match with Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar, but then they were interrupted by Dean Ambrose, who smacked Drew, and that set up their match for later in the night. But before that, Lucha House Party entered the ring, and then we saw a recap of Becky getting suspended, what she did last night in the Elimination Chamber. It's very strange, uh, but the Lucha House Party did have a match against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins did not break his streak tonight. So... 
take that for what it's worth. Uh, so, Matt, the Lucha House Party hasn't won you over yet? No, I cannot stand them. And I, what's the main guy? I'm so bad. I'm getting old here. Callisto? Callisto. Callisto by himself, I, I was a fan of. When he first came up, you know, when he was in NXT, I liked him. I, I do not like the Lucha House Party at all. Hate him. <laughs> I like them all individually. I, I just, yeah, I agree. I do not like that gimmick that of with the, you know. The, Who's cheering for him? What am I missing? Kids like bright colors. I guess. Is there something with the masks? And I understand that. But Callisto is going to, would get you that demo all by himself. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Grand, Ma- Grand Metal Leak is great too um, by, by himself. But he looks like he should be cutting my grass. But it looks like the dude who cuts my grass, but with a mask on. <laughs> Body is the. I'm, I'm not. Listen, yeah, I'm not I, trying to body shame nobody, but I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, most, address your letters to Max Morgan, City of Longwood. Um, <laughs> now, I get the appeal of the lucha style. Uh, I get the appeal of the masks. I just think they've, you know, when they're out there with their pinatas. It's a Nacho Libre, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Black. Yes, he doesn't fit in with the rest of them. That and that's. I'm not saying. Oh, well, that's a good thing. There's different body. I like the different body styles and different body types in general wrestling. But not when I'm watching my lucha. I want to see guys that that are in shape, look like superheroes, or they look like villains. That's how I like to see it. That's not everybody. I know that. That's me. Yeah. <sighs> it's like, <sighs> yep. Uh, lucha House Party One. The Kurt Hawkins streak continues. I mean, be honest, guys. When you saw that and you saw them going up the ramp with their hands raised and you saw someone like Zack Ryder shredded as can be right in the middle of the ring selling, are you not scratching your head going, what the and, but, and, and just to make it clear, you're not saying that about the other guys. You just met Grand no. Leak. It's not a nationality thing. Just <laughs> in the comment section or jump Lord, no. Tell them to calm down if that's the <laughs> Right. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to like everybody. That's the way this business works. Right. There's a lot of guys that look like they should be mowing my grass that are wrestlers of all different, you know, ethnicities. I'm saying he's fat. I'm saying he's fat <laughs> like Dale, the guy who cuts my grass from South Florida. Yes. <laughs> but with a mask on. Well, speaking of which, uh, we got a promo following that up with Tucker and Otis, Heavy Machinery. Oh, my God. Can't wait for their feud with the Lucha House Party. Um, They were doing their uh, nonsense that they do. And why why is Callisto thrown into this? What did he do wrong? He was fine by himself. And I kept thinking he was going to be groomed to be their next Rey Mysterio, honestly. What what yeah. happened? What did Rey I? Ray Mysterio get? came back. <laughs> Besides that, yes. Okay, fine. That's fair. He, he but, just never. He just never really got over with the crowd. Like no, no. I mean, they tried. Remember, he was U.S. champion for a while. Yes, he right back at at yep. WrestleMania on the pre-show. Of that. Yeah, but the crowd just never got into him. Huh. I thought for sure that he would be a big push because of the masks and stuff. Yeah, have. but then they still wanted him to cut promos, and his promo sucked, and yeah. yeah. But part of it's also a live event thing. I mean, in uh, certain parts of the country, certainly in the Southwest uh, and parts of Texas where there's a larger uh, Latin population, mm-hmm. uh, Latin American population, what they do. I mean, I remember going to Fresno, California for a house show and seeing a lengthy match between the Lucha Dragons and Los Luchadores back when Primo and Epico were doing that gimmick still. Oh, yeah. They had like a huge spotlight match because the Mexican American audience right. and audience, I mean, they, they love that. That's a draw for them. And I absolutely get it. You know, so it's thing like with Ray. I mean, why was it? What was Ray getting? Uh, Raj, what was it like 20 grand or something for independent dates? Wow, oh, I mean, I'm sure you got more than that for, for you know, with some places, but uh, yeah, Lucha putting him on a card anywhere in Southern California and Arizona and Texas, like Ray will sell out your, your, you know, whatever building you're running in. But Ray is huge. I mean, Ray's huge. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, as far as American uh, wrestlers working that style. I mean, Ray's, you know, by far the biggest. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. um, So heavy machinery. Oh, it's good Lord. This tonight. And then just to put like the cherry on top, Lacey Evans walks out. Can I say heavy machinery? I think is, I I, I would rather watch uh, Lucha House Party than heavy machinery. How about that? It it does. uh, Tucker Knight looks like he could cut my grass. 
Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Tucker, if you're listening, I'm just joking. Or change uh, oil. Or you, you know what I mean? We're just saying that it's a common. They don't look like stars. Like stars. I get your point. Um, yeah. After this segment, if I, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would have shut this off. Of course I was like, you would. It's like, this just sucked. And Lacey Evans walking out. It's just so unnatural, so unorganic. It's, it's just so uncool. Like, it just it comes across as, what the hell is this? <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, I like this, though, backstage. Gable and Rude approaching Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and uh, then being interrupted by the revival. Um, I thought, you know, this, this was a solid segment as far as backstage confrontations go. It was friendly, but set up the competition we were about to see between the revival and Gargano and Ciampa. Now, were they wrestling as DIY tonight or just as two singles? Yeah, I don't think they ever called them DIY, right? Except when they did their finish and tandem move together. I'm pretty sure that was it at the very beginning of the match. I thought the, yeah, like, I thought the fans were chanting, a few fans were chanting DIY, but I think the announcers were just saying that they have history in NXT. This is another one that I'm really kind of fired up at the fans about. Yeah. Like, I thought these Chompa sound like, I don't know, I just thought they'd get cheered louder than this. Yeah, I mean, look, they don't know who these guys are. Like, I, I think, not. yeah, I mean, you, people assume that everyone that watches WWE watches NXT. That's a small portion of the audience that, you know, watches it. Yeah, I guess um, so. That was proven tonight. It really was. Yeah. So uh, people are saying Michael Cole mentioned DIY, so that they used to be yeah. called DIYs. Uh, and by the way, that backstage segment, you you like that with the uh, yeah, because I like when they talk about history. I like when they acknowledge that the stuff that happened in NXT. It says that at least someone's paying attention to the what? fact that they've told stories. Tell me what they said real quick. I apparently oh, missed no. Well, no, Rude and Gable were like, oh, hey, welcome here. Uh, you know, they made some sort of disparaging but friendly-ish remark. Right. Uh, the, the rival came out. They said, oh, yeah, we had some great matches, you know, back in NXT. It was just them sitting around, you know, uh, Dick, Dick uh, we'll just call it pissing contest. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, it's fun. I thought I like that they acknowledged each other, acknowledged the history of NXT. I mean, these were all former NXT guys having a segment backstage, welcoming up the NXT North American champ and the NXT champion. I guess I don't like the friendly stuff before you're about to have a match. I felt mm -hmm. like they should have been in each other's faces. And, you, you know, you could tease something with Rudin Gable down the road. Well, what but, does that tell you? That they're putting the brand first. Yeah. yeah. Selling like, the brand. Hey, let's go that, have some fun. Let's have a fun match. That, they were like, told to sell the brand more than their match. Yeah, Again, it goes to the point that it could be something they're developing into its own show. It's yeah. own but the revival, like if they were like, hey, you're, you guys aren't coming here from NXT and, and beating the champions. We've worked hard to get this. And we're going to show why we're the best. Like that would have been, I feel like that's way more effective. That feels my more more realistic. I hate that WWE, the fact that they, don't, they do matches, but they don't treat it like competition or like the competition's performance as opposed to winning or losing. Mm -hmm. It just hurts it. It's like, of course it does. what's the point? Yes. But, you know, speaking of dick measuring contests, if you're entering one... <laughs> Check out the sponsor of this episode, our second sponsor, Blue Chew. It's like a performance-enhancing drug for dick measuring contests. You know who could have used some Blue Chew tonight? Vince McMahon? This crowd. That crowd. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, you remember the days when you're always good to go? Back when Color Me Bad had a hit song called I Want to Sex You Up and your libido's theme was to the TikTok, you don't stop? Well, those days are over. You're old now. You're in your 40s. Pretty sure I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but continue. Yes. <laughs> you're old doesn't work as well as it used to. Basically, you're not the Iron Man anymore. No two out of three falls. Every contest is for one fall. And it's a squash match, let's be honest. But now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence back in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. This is the science stuff, the made-in-a-lab stuff. This is the magic pills that are prescribed that make things work. And you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. No more scheduling intimacy and saying, oh, oh, I'm going to take this now. Three hours from now, we're going to go. No. You lower the lights. You put on You put on the Color Me Bad music. You pop a blue chew. Start, you know, kissing, getting down to it. And then, bam, it's go time. <laughs> Now, this isn't just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. As Matt Morgan said last night, Blue Chew will take you from a one-round guy to round two to round three, maybe even round four and five if you don't have to work the next day. 
plan ahead for that. And one, one other quick thing of note, and everybody's body's different. Everybody metabolizes things slightly different. But I would argue the point that this is the fastest one. I've done Cialis. I've done others in the past. Nothing has hit my bloodstream faster than this. For me, 11 minutes. Yeah. Before this kicked in. Yeah, I got to say, it's uh, I've talked about this before. I was on medication for years. I had problems. I remember seeing Viagra and Cialis, and I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Hated that I would have to guess, like, is this going to happen in a couple hours? Who knows? And if it didn't, couldn't sleep on my stomach that night. Ben, I do got to correct you on one thing, though. What's it's that? It's not just for people whose equipment doesn't work like it used to. It's also if you're just ready to take it to the next level. If you are if you have a great date night coming up or or, uh, or something like that and you just want to go that extra mile, uh, it, it just you know enhances your performance regardless. No, absolutely. And that's really the key is that there are times when you want that special occasion. You want a bit of a, you know, an exhibition in the bedroom, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you want to show what you're capable of. Get all your moves in. Get all your positions and use all your tricks. You will definitely get all your high spots, and I will give it. I will give it that. Yes. Yes. All the flippy shit. Blue yes. Chew will make that happen. Yes. Blue <laughs> Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they are cheaper than a pharmacy, cheaper than your health plan. Uh, and right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. And here's the great thing. They're not going to just send you one pill. They're going to send you, I think it's like four or five uh, pills in the sample package. So uh, yeah, you're going to have you're gonna have a good uh, week or two with uh, this free sample. Highly recommend it. Bluechew.com, promo code W-I-N-C to try it free. Bluechew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Ah, the Revival versus DIY. Mm -hmm. This was, I mean, this this was, was in the past an NXT TakeOver match, and yeah, the crowd tonight yes. did not care. No. No, and they were annoying me. And they didn't really get into it later. Like that, when the Revival won the tag titles, the crowd got into it as the match went. Uh, that wasn't really the case here. It was just the, the crowd was kind of flat. Different play, different location. Well, that, that, I mean, we can't always. Right. You know. No, no, no. Yeah, no. It was, the crowd's part of it. Another part of it. Again, they don't know who these guys are. Yeah. And they're the champs. These were two guys that came out, each holding a belt. Yeah, but Joe <laughs> Blow and Jim Snow can come out with two belts. So you don't know who it's they true. are. It does. It does, and I hate this because I hate the fact they don't know who the NXT guys were. That, bo I, that does bother me because I've assumed everybody, like what Roz was talking about earlier, saying that not everybody watches NXT. I thought they kind of did. This proves they kind of don't. Um, but what I thought would happen eventually was good wrestling would be appreciated. Good wrestling, yeah. good storytelling would be cheered, and it wasn't, and that's what is, is bothering me. Yeah. Because that was great wrestling. Say what you want. I'm not a fan of either of those two guys. I'm not. Everybody else is. I like Chompa, actually. Um, but that was a fantastic tag match. The psychology, everything in it was spot on. If that was an NXT pay-per-view, guys, we would be raving about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this took place in at Full Sail, I mean, this would have been right. on fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you got to remember, there's, what, maybe a million U.S. subscribers uh, out of that, you know, a fraction of the people that have the network watch NXT. So you're talking maybe three hundred thousand so, a week. So, so then help me understand when Samoa Joe got called up. Then is that his TNA heat? Then I think oh. so. Yeah, I think that there's very there's a big difference when AJ or Samoa Joe or uh, you know someone like that, someone with New else. Japan. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't argue New Japan either. I would argue if somebody from New Japan showed up without well, without any notice and no headlines. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I was going to say Gallus and Anderson, but it was kind of a one-week pop when they came in. Yeah, but no, I think the Impact effect, I mean, Matt, if you came back now, <clears throat> remember, Impact, you were watched by a substantial audience on Impact for years. You get over over a million then on yeah. a weekly basis. It would still be crickets, but thanks, guys. <laughs> well, you were in the WWE, so, I mean, you have people that would remember who you are. You know, um, it's uh, I think Impact has that, whereas NXT not being on a network that does limit its audience. Yeah. And that was proven tonight. I, I hate saying that because I think everybody watches it, but they don't. Yeah. And Chompa and Gargano won. They beat the new, the yes. new champs. Yeah. Yes. 
that was a big risk. They NXT, just wait, again, don't you NXT they, guy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Don't you they crap on the tag division with this? I'm glad they won, but think about it. Two people that nobody knew just beat your tag champs. Now what? Yeah. Um, and now nothing. I mean, how many times do people beat the tag champs anyway? It happens all Apparently the time. Apparently all the time. Yeah, right. Remember Braun destroyed like the whole tag division a couple of times. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was, it was was a good match. I mean, if you're looking just for performance, it, it was a good match. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, um, Kevin Owens was at the movies. Oh, I was thinking about you guys the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was saying so the, that first promo they were showing he was unathletic, right? Where he couldn't bowl, he threw the right. gutter ball. Right. This the second one, he was had the pizza, so he was uh, you know, unhealthy. And <laughs> this one, it was him being cheap. <laughs> right? He wanted his change back and was pissed at a kid for not bringing his change back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I do not know. Could you imagine if the original script for Creed 2, I'll keep bringing this up. They're like, hey, we're making Creed 2. We want to make him uh, unathletic, cheap, and uh, <laughs> and unhealthy. That's that's the character we have in mind for this. I, you know what they're doing. They're doing that. This is what Kevin, this is who he really is. So this is what we need to give people. No, you don't. You crank it up is what you do. You want to talk about being a family man? They did it the right way at NXE during his debut, right? They talked about what it would mean to him, why he's a prize fighter, why he fights for his family, to put food on the table. That makes sense. I root for that guy or I'm going to boom one or the other. But it makes me feel something. It makes me think he's a, a fighter, a legit prize yeah. fighter. Yeah. Bring it back to, you know, uh, all the stuff they had in the uh, documentary on his DVD. He had to watch all his friends, all these guys. He sweated it out with Indies with Get Signed. He finally came up. He had the title for that brief period of time. And then from there, it all went wrong. Yeah. I've had some people tweet saying that they think that the whole thing is they're making him look like, you know, fat loser for lack of a better term and then they'll cut to when he comes out and then he's in great shape um way too much faith in the writing team and yeah, I, know. Team. <laughs> yeah. I wish you guys i i for you guys that did write that thank you because i wish they did right I wish your guys are correct and he does look in good sh- you know in, in much better shape he's not gonna have abs or anything like that but he looks way better he looks amazing he busted his tail i saw him in person you guys he looked great yeah but how much can you tell when you're wearing the, the shirt and shorts, right? In the mm. arms, he had vascularity in his forearms. Now, he's never had really? that before. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when wow. I shook his hand, he had veins up and down his forearm. Uh, and he was doing cardio that morning at the NXC Center when I went in there. And um, he looked amazing. Couldn't see his stomach either. Usually, his stomach would push out past his chest. As you can tell, that's my judge if somebody's fat or not. That's terrible of me. <laughs> but if somebody's stomach protrudes past their chest through the T-shirt, it's usually a dead giveaway that somebody's carrying a little bit of extra weight. Kevin was one of those guys. I'm telling you right now, not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after this, Bailey and Sasha came out to the ring, said a couple nice words about the women's tag division, uh, how they're going to keep defending their titles. Then they were confronted by Nia Jax and Tamina Snuka. This didn't really connect. I mean, they had the minor skirmish and then the retreat. Like it was very weird. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, very strange. I, I, I thought it was strange that the girl, the baby face, is talking in the beginning. Did you, like, okay? First of all, Sasha's got to have a talk with Cole and say, "Listen, I'm <laughs> done. No more boss time. You're killing me. You're the only person that could possibly make me uncool, and you did it. I had Snoop walk me out of my WrestleMania entrance, and you screwed me from that moment on." with your stupid boss time get rid of it guy that needs the first step she needs to do um next i was going to say you guys out of every girl on that roster her smile seems the most authentic she legit seems like she's happy or excited or 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 whatnot she doesn't seem like she's full of it do you know what i mean when we smile as wrestlers we're full of it generally we're told to smile (laughs) right and we're acting as a baby face she legit seems happy yeah i don't know what it is like i buy into her 
Sasha, you're saying, right? Sasha Banks. Because Bailey, you could say the same way. Yes. She, she, she also, a different way, for sure. Or but then again, I almost feel like if, if your gimmick is the boss, should that be your gimmick? Like you're happy Smiley's to be Smiley? there? No, it's got to be. You got to. I hate to say yeah, it. She's right. The Queen B, right? Right. Queen Ric Flair. Um, yes. You know, you're, you're styling, profiling. Yes. Nothing's good enough for you. I mean, that's what I think when I think of that character. And she's me too. I mean, they're crying every day now. I mean, I, I really liked it after Elimination Chamber. You know, really that was, what's that? That's who she really is. Really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could tell it's genuine, but um, but that's not that persona that we bought into at NXT and the first call up coming out in a Humvee. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it you know it's a it is a historic thing. They are the first women's tag team champions. Um, yeah. But hope, hope, you know, let's, let's stop getting so emotional about it after this. <laughs> I even like they acknowledge their past. I don't think Bailey has said on the main roster we used to hate each other, and then we became best friends. Really? Like, I don't think I don't think I've heard her because I've heard so weird. I did first time in a long time, you if not the first time. Huh. Yeah, because didn't it not make sense? The first time Sasha brought Bailey as her like special uh tag partner, remember was still when Bailey was in NXT. Uh she was uh the surprise for Sasha. I don't even remember who Sasha was she facing. Was? Yeah, yeah. I and um I remember thinking this makes no sense that Sasha's bringing out and acting like her best friend is the woman that she had this feud with. You know, they never really explained it. I didn't something. know that. I thought her first thing was something with Big Foley and that promo she should not have needed <laughs> to do in her debut. You guys remember that? Was there was, she had to do some entering promo with Mick Foley that that was her like debut. I could have sworn there have been so many missteps with Bailey, so many bad segments. As far as I'm concerned, there was that surprise she, appearance. She won the championship, and then nothing else happened until last night at Elimination Chamber. Hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> It's the same. You talk about organic, both. I mean, especially Bailey. Yeah, I think they have such easy characters that you could go, you could right. really take to the next level. Sasha, like we said, Queen Ric Flair, just styling, profiling, uh, but a modern version of that, like a female Conor McGregor, um, yeah. does not care. She's too good for everything. Bailey is that, you know, uh, very down to earth, uh, you know, loves kids, you, you know, that. Bailey, character. you can't explain it other than just she's Bailey. Yeah, you know what we what you see from her entrance to her smiling to her hugging them to everything she does, man. It's organic as hell. The secret dark side—that's what I want to see when that comes out and they turn her heel. Oh, that's gonna be cool and different. Absolutely different. Could have some cool legs to it. But I hope Sasha is the one that that turns if that eventually happens. Yeah, uh, Dean Ambrose and Drew McIntyre. Funny. Funny setup for it, right? Backstage. Yeah. Uh, Dean walking out like he does not care. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was what it was. Drew beat him pretty easily. Which he should. He's on the way out. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If, and just in case you thought that WWE convinced him to stay, here's your, <laughs> here's right. your proof. But okay, here's the thing. He's still in backstage segments, though. He got, what, two or three of them. Yeah, he got the one after the match. Seth Rollins was talking to Charlie backstage about Brock. Now, when and... I was being re-signed, I don't recall me getting that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I recall Mexico was whipping my ass with rakes and stuff. <laughs> they, they, kept you on, they kept you on TV. Uh, after they, really? They, so they yeah, kept you on TV no. after they told you you were getting cut? Um, I did. I, that night I had a match versus Mexico. Uh, no, a match versus Regal. Mexico's were just switching over to SmackDown and jumped me and Regal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. No, Dean got a lot of time. Um, that segment was weird. Yeah. I wonder if they feel like he's less effective as a babyface, so they turned him babyface and to beat him to put over all the heels on the way out. I guess I don't know. I like it for what it's worth. The stuff with Seth at the end was funny as hell. Dude, I think Dean is entertaining as hell. I think he's more entertaining now than he's been in a long time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now he did seem kind of crazy, like acting yeah. like he's been buddies with Seth the <laughs> <Yes>. whole time. <laughs> that was good. I mean, that's yeah. a lunatic, not getting, you know, uh, acid, ass injections for whatever city he's in. Or just call him a lunatic friend for the sake of it. Right. There's yeah. reason behind it there. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. Uh, Elias came out with his guitar, did his usual shtick, uh, dissing the city, and then was interrupted by Aleister Black, leading to Aleister's first match on Monday Night Raw. I was excited as hell. He's another one loved on NXT. Yeah. Bad slot, though. I mean, this should have been earlier in the show. Yeah, it felt very late. And the crowd was dead. I mean, the crowd was dead for the whole show, but um, really dead for this. I, I, Aleister Black, I think of most of the NXT guys right now, is one I could see doing well on the main roster. He's got a cool look. Yeah. Okay. I hope you so. Know, the, only only thing, thing, yeah. the only thing is that he's a little on the smaller side, and we know how that can limit you. Uh, yeah. He's, how tall uh, is he? Oh, wow. Anybody know in the chat room how tall is Aleister Black? Please. He's not six feet. He's six feet, uh, two hundred fifteen pounds. Oh, he's tall in ricochet. He's tall in ricochet. Um, but you know, we've seen how the smaller guys. It, it, it's a. It's more of a struggle for him. I'll be honest. I didn't know he was considered one of the smaller guys. I really didn't. And that's because in NXT he's always facing guys. You know, he's like Gargano and yeah, John. yeah. The way they shot that intro, though, I was having flashbacks to the Brood. You know, Brood. Brood. Sorry, I was, why brood. I say Brood? I always say the Brood. I used to do that in comics too. There's a comic book character, uh, the Brood, and I always used to say the Brood. I don't know why I've always done that. <laughs> Something. What's well, like wood is double O, blood is double O. You know, you don't say. Glenn, brood. did you just start watching wrestling last year? No. <laughs> the Brood. Apologies. You've just been reading about him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it reminded me of that. Like, I think they've got to be really careful with how they present this on the main roster to keep it looking cool. Yeah, no, he, he's got a cool look. Yeah, I could, I could see him. I could see him being something. Entrances are, entrances are so important. I wish they would go back to paying attention to the guys and girls entrances. Like we just talked about it earlier. Bailey, her entrance is still dope. Say what you want. It's still different. It separates her immediately. Yeah. If you're presented like something special, um, people automatically assume that you are. If you're yeah. if you're presented as like a kind of tongue in cheek, kind of funny, uh, goofy thing, like a like the bod villains were no way Jose, that's what audiences are gonna perceive you as. But if you're perceived like a big mm -hmm. deal, um, you know, it, that that entrance helps a lot. Yeah. Do you think uh Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black, which of those guys loses their last name? <laughs> oh no, Tommaso loses his first name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tommaso just Champa. Yes. Johnny Gargano, you think they keep both? Because so they call him Johnny Wrestling, yes. I could see them changing Alistair Black to just Alistair. I, I think know. Alistair Black sounds cooler, but I could see it. It does sound cooler. I don't know. Definitely Gar uh, not Gargano. What's his name? Champa will be Champa. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then the main event, the women's title match, Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey after uh, Aleister Black won, uh, got the win, the pin on Elias with the Black Mass. So Ruby versus Ronda, I thought in the last segment they were setting this up for another Becky appearance, but no, this was Me a too. straightforward match. It and should not have been the main event. Yeah, although I have to say this is the match I would have liked to have seen Ruby have last night. Me as well. More competitive match. For, I agree. I just didn't think this should have closed Raw without anything, you know? Yeah. Into I, mania. I think when you've already seen Ronda Destroyer, do you need, do you need yes. to sit through a 15-minute match or a 12-minute match? Why would and, this be the main event if that's the case? We just yeah. saw it's a rematch. And, all, you know, and they, they're doing this thing now, right, where if you're a champion and you lose your title, you don't get an automatic rematch. But Ruby Riot gets squashed in – under two minutes and she gets an automatic rematch the next night yeah good wwe logic just take a little effort in your storytelling make a reason why ronda demands that match not that ruby's just awarded yes. it after getting squashed yes yes but and anyway I, I, you know i you know i've said it many many times i like ronda looking strong until it's time not to uh, we definitely do we definitely do. i'm just saying we just saw this match last night i don't get why was this the main to close Monday Night Raw with nothing progressing? Yeah. Toward Mania, I thought. And one could argue, well, they did. This is Ronda looking strong heading into Mania. Isn't that? Yeah, one can make that argument. But one small thing, guys, I'll, tell you, I'll pull it aside. She needs to go back to wearing what she rocked last night because that was badass. 
Yeah. Although Matt, uh, I was kept staring at Ronda Rousey tonight for the most wrestling dork reason. I was trying to see if the spandex was riding up. Down? Yeah, I was Did trying to see if she was keeping it down. I, I no, say, I tonight it was fitting better. All right, good. Yeah, which is uh, this got to be the dorkiest uh, reason I've ever been staring at what a woman was wearing. She, she always, I'm telling you right now, she always does this. It was better tonight. Um, <laughs> but I thought, how often does she wear the kilt? In the entrance, I feel like every the time entrance, she's every going. time. That's what I didn't like. I wanted to see her do that thing again. The uh, what do you call it? Mortal Kombat throwback. That was dope. I, yeah. I like that better. I think the kill. I, I think it, it goes a little too far in the Roddy Piper stuff when she's not a when she's not related. You know, I know she's a huge fan. She loves him, but that was you, cool. You got the though. shirt. It was cool and how you know playing off her name. It works. I, I just I think look wise, she looked incredible last night. Like it like. Who she looks, who she is, you know, Rhonda F and Rousey. She looked the part last night. When she comes out, I don't know what it is with the kill and the, I don't know. I feel like she's playing some, you know, like you said, Roddy. She's playing somebody else. Yeah, being herself. And she did know. do that dive to the outside, which yeah, dude, she's busting her tail, working her tail off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this tonight, man, Ruby. Okay, so this I think gave Ruby some cred as uh, one of the more dominant females in the division. I hope yes. they build off this. Me know? too. Or maybe have um, the Riot Squad use the Freebird rule and have them complete uh, compete as tag team uh, with two different members each time. But I think Ruby definitely uh, could get booked into a mid card woman's feud from here. I don't Not know. Yet. You know, with yeah. Mania season though, um, I don't know. Maybe she'll get lost in the shuffle. And that's what's going to unfortunately happen until after Mania. That's yeah. when something like that would happen, Glenn. They yeah, have room to do it, the time to do it. Right now, they don't have the time to do it. Yeah, yeah especially she's, now that you got women's tag titles on the show now. Too. Yeah. yeah, and she's not at the level to face Oscar Mania. I don't think she's the one. No, Oscar is going to be a multi-person match. She could have been. I would have argued she could have been. Yeah, yeah. If, she, if, if she was protected, right? But Oscar, you know what it's going to be. She's Oscar is going to be on SmackDown, saying she want you know she wants to find out who her WrestleMania opponent is, and then Naomi's music hits, and then Lana's music hits, and then, <laughs> know, you yeah. all are going to be in the match at WrestleMania. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean that's there's no drama. I mean Oscar will win. He'll get all the the SmackDown women on the Mania card, which is cool. But but, yeah. but same token, she won. Like, shouldn't she be rewarded? Yeah. Well, and, uh, I think that is a reward, though. So Asuka, okay, so get this. Asuka, if she holds on to the SmackDown Women's Championship, defends it at Mania, and defends it by essentially, not maybe just not everybody. SmackDown, maybe just, yeah, every other woman without a match, because you're coming out of that with Becky and Charlotte and Ronda being the three toughest women in the company, followed closely by Bailey and Sasha. Mm -hmm. So, okay, how do you get Asuka up to that main level? Have her just mm -hmm. destroy everybody. You could. Yeah, she should be brought up to that level, by the way. I agree with that. I see that being a, a kickoff show match, though. <sighs> and I wouldn't be surprised if the women's tag titles, if that's a um, if that's a multi-person match, like that, if that has like four teams in it to get more women on the card. Yeah. Isn't this crazy just to make Mania longer? <laughs> but what else do they have? Pre-game, maybe? Yeah, it's like move it to two, two days. I just don't know. I, I just feel bad. For them when there's a pre you know pre-show match and we're talking about oscar you know what i mean some of that should be upper echelon of the of the female division i mean the upper echelon top four right no i agree i yeah. mean she's right after them do we agree on that or no no i mean i look i've been saying i'd like to have seen oscar versus charlotte and then um <laughs> becky versus ronda you got these two strong yes. and yeah, you have a hell of a story in both of them but I'll take that. I would totally take that because yeah. they killed it. Last, was it last year, Mania? Yeah. Yeah. It was How short last was year, Mania, but I thought good. that match was awesome. It was good. They just didn't, they weren't given much time. And really? for, for Oscar's streak Oscar ending, it was a short it? match. What's that? Was it really short? I thought it was at least 10, maybe 12, 15. I think it, I think it was shorter than that. It, it kind of came out of nowhere considering that Oscar, that undefeated streak was such see a big her deal. losing. Everybody did not see her losing, is what no. I would say. Yeah. I don't remember being short, though, honestly. Yeah. Um, I remember it was a great match. Yes. I would definitely pay to see it again. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, we've still got. Why aren't they doing weeks. that, though? What am I missing? <laughs> yeah. Because they want Charlotte in with Ronda because that's going to be the first women's yeah. main event. Jesus. I think they want like the historic first women's main event. You have both Charlotte and yeah. Becky in there as opposed to just Becky. Look at once Rhonda's gone. But yeah, again, storytelling point of view. I'm more into the storytelling, and I think the story is much stronger when it's one on one. And, and uh, 
Would you not agree if they, they could have done something really strong, like you said, with Asuka? That, who knows where that could have gone? Yeah. Do you know what I mean as far as making us care more about Charlotte even? Yeah, absolutely. It's an odd time. So this was one of the more competitive matches that Ronda's had. Um, ultimately, she got Ruby in the armbar and then afterwards beat up the Riot Squad for kicks as well. And then they went off the air. No surprises, no Becky. Yeah. But they did tout that next week, Ric Flair's birthday party on Raw. <laughs> Becky's got to make an appearance there. Big Jazz is Ric Flair's birthday? and she's Yeah, Charlotte will be there. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. But if she disrespects Rick, that's that I could see be a turning point for a lot of fans where they right. won't like that. No, they will not. No, they will not. Now, if she comes out congratulating Rick, and then that seems kind of not her character right now. I don't know what I'd do with that. I'd probably leave it alone. <laughs> don't touch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, remember, Rick helped uh, Charlotte defeat Becky many times for the title. Yeah, no one remembers Rick. that, though. And they, they never bring up stuff like that from the past in this story, right? Never. I know yeah. people are talking about Kevin Owens, Lashley injured him. I guarantee you that they're not going to bring that, that up. But what's uh, that? I didn't even know that happened. I mean, in storyline, remember it was that the, the no. match they had on Raw was his last match. And I'm a huge KO, Mark. He's like my top three favorite wrestler, and I didn't know that. Wow. It, yeah, I mean, if they were going to use it, they'd have to be mentioning it here and there in storyline. But And that also points out nobody remembers this crap. Right. Uh, continuity is what I live for, and that's why I'm sure. always so disappointed. Yeah, it's cool to get it sometimes. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I also think by doing it a, a three-way, it, it, it's kind of very similar to when they did that three-way at WrestleMania. Benoit, Michaels, and Triple H as well. What's that? Oh, yeah, you, for the Benoit, segment? Michaels, and Triple H. It was like kissing, you know what I mean, kissing your cousin. Like, Like, it wasn't, what's the wording for it? It's like, Benoit was going to win the title that night. It was this big unveiling, and it really wasn't that because it was a three-way. It wasn't him in a singles match for the title. Remember, right, right, back right. in time, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost have to remember who who Benoit beat. Whereas if it was a one-on-one, -on -one, it'd probably be more etched in your memory. But what I was going to say is just right. was it three years ago in Dallas where they did yeah. Charlotte versus Sasha versus Becky. So you're doing another three-way with two of those same three women. You know. I love that three-way though. It was, no, it was. I thought that was the best match of the show. It was, but it's like kind of repeating that, except with Ronda in there instead of Sasha in a way. I mean, Becky's way hotter now than she was back then. Charlotte is as well, and Ronda is Ronda. <clears throat> but it is kind of a, a been there, done that for two thirds of that match. I'm just stoked this is going to close Mania though. We don't Hopefully, know yet. it better. I think so too. I think it better. Come but on, wake up, that. WWE. You guys are. I'll give them semi credit. They were on the right. Would we agree? They have been on the forefront, you know, of of, of women's movement in sports, especially right, and just the general world, and giving women a, a legitimate chance and being treated like guys, right, as far as respect goes and time in the ring goes and things like that. I mean, do we not think so or no? Well, I mean, I, I agree just, with that. UFC had Ronda yeah. headlining pay-per-views for years. Before. Very begrudging. Very begrudgingly. I remember what Dana, shit Dana used to talk about it yeah. before that. Right, though. before that. And WWE was the same. I mean, you had bikini matches and stuff. Um, you know, yeah. must-hit matches. But, but they were legitimate. And they're not just talking about making history every time. They were given legitimate the main event, not like uh, – you know, not being treated than the guys. A Ronda build wasn't different than the guys' build. So. You don't think these girls are just as good? I do. I think they're just as good, but I don't think they're booked the same. I don't think Ronda's booked as – they're not as booked as, as strong as, you know, Roman or, or Brock. How do you determine that, though? Like, 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 like Yeah. Like, because I would argue, what's her name? It definitely is. And uh, Becky is right now. I'll, Becky well, is right now, but she's the first. No, what about the heel? Yeah. Big, um, come on, Charlotte. Not Snuka, not Snuka. Nia. Oh, Nia. Nia Jax is booked like a monster. She is like a main event monster. Well, and that's why I'm gonna say Ronda being such a fan of wrestling. I don't think Ronda wants to be booked like Brock. She doesn't want to have those matches. You could see tonight even with Ruby. I know, but then that makes her just working. like everyone else, and that's why her she doesn't draw anymore on TV. Her yeah. the lowest rated third oh, hour was the one where she was in the main event, and that's never that. happened in UFC. Okay, this is this is true, but by the same token, you could. I mean, you got to give it up, though. She is really good. 
No, for sure. I mean, I'm, I don't, I've never seen anyone take to it as, you know, no. as, as quickly in that, that short period of time. But that doesn't mean just because she could that you should. Right. If she really know. wants to wrestle, do it on the house shows. She's yeah. doing live events. But uh, So somebody in Ronda's entourage, if you're watching this, could you just mention to her you're enjoying this too much? It's not that. <laughs> it's from a storytelling perspective. The story should be Becky overcoming the odds to beat this incredible Iron Mike Tyson to beat yeah, Iron but that's Mike Tyson. Not, not someone that Ruby Riot almost beat on TV. But it gets to why she's doing this. She's not doing this for the money. But she can not. make more money doing movies. You know? No, she can't. She, she's lost so? all her roles. She had nothing going on when she signed with WWE. Now she did sign because she loved it. She was but, the co-host of the revival of. But uh, she did not turn down a single movie for WWE. It's, it's she had she's you know, was pulled from those projects she was supposed to do like Roadhouse. They, they canned that, uh, they were going to do a movie on her life. She only had that one Mark Wahlberg movie and a role cut, cut down, uh, drastically in that. What, what happened to Roadhouse? Uh, it was shelved. Well, why? partially also, cause why would you remake Roadhouse? It just, there's no, was she going to be what's making everything. Well, yeah, she's going to be gone. Yeah, I would have watched that. Sadly, I, I make fun of me if you want. I love the first one. <laughs> I think she could have done that, but whatever. I'll shut up. But you're telling me how much? How much is she getting a year from the WWE? I'm, I'm guessing probably like, you know, mid three to five million, probably. She could make more than that doing personal appearances. Uh, she was on ABC's Battle of the Network Stars revival. I'm sure she got paid for that as one of the yeah, coaches. Yeah, so she's doing it. Everything she can do, she she's doing it. She's not turning stuff down. You're not hearing yeah. of anyone saying that Ronda turned down this show or 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 anything. Yeah, but I think with wrestling, though, she's doing it. It's a harder way to make money than some of our other options. Yes, I agree. She's, she's doing, doing it because she loves it. She's not yeah. doing it for the money. She yeah, can't really doing it because she loves it. Yeah. But I'm just saying that she's, by having but these long matches, just trying to prove it. That she should be want to be booked, right, because of her strengths. Right. Right, is to be on my Tyson, eat, eating glass, and what's the old saying? Eating thunder, shit, and lightning kind of a thing, right? right. Unbeatable, unblemishable until Mania, and Becky gets to beat that. Yeah, because she's become, she's lost so much for her special stuff. I mean, in UFC, every fight she did got was bigger and bigger with a pay per view. Oh, every appearance, the ratings go down. Seriously, do you guys remember the feeling of the day? I would argue I used to get that feeling as a little kid when Mike Tyson would fight. Yes. But when when Ronda would fight, that whole day you were stoked. You couldn't yeah. wait until nighttime. Yeah. But what's weird now the women that beat Ronda, the two women um, yeah. that beat her, how much are they making a year now? I don't recall watching if, them. Like I don't even remember their names. I don't remember Holly Holm. Holly Holm's Holly. in a Gatorade, I, uh, Mountain Dew commercial right now. Holly, I did when yeah. she came back to fight. I did because I thought maybe this is the new Ronda. I was wrong. Um, but. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like Rhonda had that thing about her that yeah. I remember with Tyson as a little kid too. Right. But I keep going back to that comparison. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, so uh, uh, Amanda Nunez is the champion. She just beat Cyborg. I mean, she's not a big draw, but we should be talking about her in this in this type of tone because right. she is going to go down in history as the best female of all time. Yeah. Seriously. That was one of the best lines of dialogue uh, in Creed 2, Raj, when they were talking about the history of the boxing title and saying most people can't name more than two or three guys who ever held it. You know, when they were the talking about it. Well, there was a line in the movie when the, the promoter's trying to convince Creed to fight Drago was right. saying that that's why you need a legacy. That's why you need to do something like his father did, like Rocky did. That's how you become one of the fighters, the all-time greats that people remember. Just holding the belt isn't enough. That's very yes. ephemeral, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think that's kind of the point. So Ronda being the first, the first, I mean, like superstar crossover uh, female MMA fighter, like, yeah. you know, there will never be, or there, it's going to be a long time until there's another one who captures that same sort of. Right. Uh, and oh she became God. that because she had charisma and that unbeatable, you, you, just being unbeatable isn't enough. You got to have charisma, but she yeah. had charisma and that Tyson yeah. had charisma and that. Yeah. And that special thing that we can't even describe too. They both had that thing too, whatever right. the hell it is. But if Ronda was losing half her fights in the UFC, she wouldn't have became that no, level never. of a star. Never. Yep. So tomorrow night SmackDown, we'll see what goes on there. They're going to announce who Daniel Bryan's facing at Fastlane. This is going to be the test of how much they're listening to the fans. Why? I'm wondering if it's going to be Kofi Kingston. They could steal a pay-per-view with that. Actually, you know what? You want to know something? I would watch... 
as a fan, not as a host, as a fan, I would argue I would now watch Fastlane because I have no reason to watch it otherwise as just Matt Morgan, the fan watching other than doing the show. Right. But as yeah. a fan, I would watch it if I found out Kofi was working him in the pain. You know what? You guys might think I'm crazy, but I almost can see Kofi and Daniel Bryan as the mania match. I mean, who else do they got for uh, wow. Daniel Bryan? You know, and you could tell a hell of a story like Kofi um, is just like I had my chance and Daniel Bryan's kind of avoiding him um, and and just, you know, build that like he has to go through these obstacles to get that title match. And then he finally gets it. And he, did, he just, tap, did he tap or was he pinned? He was pinned, right? With it, no, right? I think he tapped, didn't he? I forget. Guys in the chat, I did, think he Co tapped. did Kofi tap or was he pinned? But I think he tapped, but... Uh, he also he had pinned Brian the week before. Um, yes, that's a good point. I so, think the, Daniel Bryan should. Stay hot? Glenn, yeah, what's that? Fans was, do you think the fans yeah. stay hot? Well, I think now's the time Kofi. to do it, and I think um, if you're going to have Daniel Bryan defend at Fastlane, I think mm -hmm. Kofi is the way they. I mean, honestly, they make that pay per view. I would say keep Daniel off Fastlane, and then have Kofi be in a contenders match. Yes, that's what I'm thinking at Fastlane. I don't you think do they like have a that patience. Witch. Oh, everyone's saying he got pinned. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's bet. That I'd rather be pinned than tapped out for what it's worth. So, uh, yeah, I just don't see a, a better alternate. AJ, they've done too many times, and he's been beaten uh, a lot. He's he would be <sighs> the next guy, I guess. But they've done, done they've done that like four shows now, and they didn't do it to the full tilt, in my opinion, which I still don't quite understand. How in the hell are you not booking? Daniel Bryan on one side of the world and AJ Styles on the other side of the world to meet one day at Mania. Like, how do they not do that? Well, AJ thinks the world is flat, so it quite doesn't have the same. No, he does not. What? You don't remember that in Talking Smack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was giving him yeah, Daniel Bryan was uh, giving him a hard time, and AJ was like, I'm not saying I think the earth is flat. I'm just saying there are some valid questions that need to be asked. Yikes. <laughs> oh, AJ, come on. Uh, he wasn't happy with Daniel Bryan bringing that up. <laughs> I cannot on that age. Um, <laughs> I can't coincide on it. Um, but like, like one would think though, you're thinking of money matches on SmackDown. How the, how was that not immediately? Did they not have the discipline when they started veering off in that direction of Daniel Bryan getting healthy and they're gonna put him in a match out of nowhere versus AJ? Remember that when Daniel Bryan was being treated as a mid carder? You guys remember this? Yeah. We're like, what the hell? Daniel Bryan's back. Why are they putting him in these meaningless matches and angles that nobody gives a crap about, right? And then, boom, he's in a match all of a sudden with who? AJ. Do you guys remember? Yeah. And, and then why would they not have the discipline to not do any of that, okay? And then do your stuff like – you know what I'm saying? Like find a different way to get here, but have AJ chase the title so they have him at Mania for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have the discipline for that. Idiots. Especially because Vince doesn't see that as that, you know, you could tell he doesn't see that as a big dream WrestleMania match. How? Uh, well, look, until Elimination Chamber, that was the first time a WWE Championship match has headlined one of those co-branded pay-per-views. So AJ, the whole time AJ was champ and uh, it was a co-branded pay-per-view, oh, he never headlined. I agree. So anyway, uh, so yeah, that's how I do it. I think Kofi has got some real momentum right now. That's what I'd I do. be down for that. It would be cool, but. I still think AJ needs to title, but that's just yeah. <laughs> we'll see tomorrow night. Smackdown Could do a three way. Live. Yeah, tune in. Uh, Matt and Raj will be here tomorrow night. I will not be, but I'll be back next Monday. Matt, anything you want to plug before we take this home? New, no, good, great show. Thanks for everybody that watches and listens and chimes in when we ask these questions. When we forget <laughs> things. Um, you guys are the best. Uh, thank you for everyone who comes over on Twitter as well and asks me more questions after the show. Um, thanks for the continued fan support on here, guys. Thank you all. Absolutely. Raj, what's coming up on the site? Absolutely. Uh, just uh, the, the interviews I mentioned yesterday. Um, you got stuff from Rob Van Dam, Billy Gunn, two, two, 2019 Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, just tons of stuff. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Awesome. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And uh, if you like the podcast, go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. Five stars helps new people discover this podcast, and we appreciate it greatly. So until next time, we will catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.